1: and Stu. And, uh, you know, uh, of course that, there's always that. That
2: thing somebody. is here every day. Uh, so, uh, thanks.
1: Just when you thought it was safe to watch Pat and Stu, comes Jeffy too. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I love, I love that people for a while were doing the gifts of Jeffy. Uh, mm-hmm. when he does like these little facial expressions that really explain a lot. Like when you mentions something creepy and he uh-huh. just makes that kind of, ha- yeah, oh, yeah. That, yes, is the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just
3: makes
2: me icky inside. Um, yeah. and luckily, uh, you'll be getting less of Jeffy coming soon. That's really the real uh, exciting announcement from yesterday.
1: Wait, what? Beginning Monday, right? Uh,
2: yeah, beginning Monday, uh, we, the, sh- the show's going to go back to one hour. <clears throat> uh, we were one hour initially. We went for two hours for a while. We're going back to one hour. A uh, long explanation on that. If you missed it from yesterday's program, you can go back and, uh, and hear it. But largely, like, we, you know, we've got a bunch of other stuff we're working on with Glenn, and we kind of need the extra time. Um, so, eh, you know, some people are a little upset about it. Uh, and then I remind them about Jeffy, and they're like, ah, yeah, it's true. That's a good point, yeah. And we will say, uh, we can announce mm. this as well now, uh, once this does kick in, we will be speaking twice
1: as fast. Oh, okay, so we'll get in the same amount of yeah, entertainment. Yeah, we'll get the same
2: amount of words. What I would recommend is okay. uh, download. the show. And we do the have the best words. We do have the best words, most of them. The yeah. ones that we that Trump dropped, we picked up. Um, but if you uh, listen, if you download the show, and then get an audio program, and then just play it at half speed, it'll be exactly the same.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, so. uh, and some of the words that we're using today from the president are fire and fury, mm. uh, which is f- fascinating uh, that he's speaking like an Ayatollah now. Um, he warned against North Korea as making any further threats. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He's, he has been very threatening, beyond a normal statement. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which the world has never seen before. Uh, do, do you like your president speaking this way? I mean, is that... Yeah. Well, how did that hit you? Uh, Poorly,
2: Um, especially because I think the big issue with Trump is not that he wants to start some gigantic war. He obviously kind of ran as a anti-war guy, which he's not either. Um, The issue is more, I think, that he is a guy who might just sort of stumble us into some conflict like this. And that is concerning to me. I mean, saying that, you know, again, this is the, the freaking North Koreans here. You know, Michael Malice, who was on with us uh, on radio, um, who has a really interesting perspective, he went to North Korea. And he said, when we asked him how would this be taken by North Korea, and he said he thought it would take, be taken seriously by them. And, you know, maybe more seriously than previous administrations. That's good and bad. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, the negatives to mm-hmm. that is, I don't know that I want them thinking that we seriously are going to nuke them. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, when you talk about Trump in the, in the context of the United States of America we all realize who this guy is. He's been
1: saying his gold hotels are the greatest the world has ever seen since we've yeah, seen him. I, that's the thing. This it, statement was a lot like a, t- a Twitter uh, post. Yeah, It, it was like, like he always attacks people on Twitter. He did the same thing just on the world stage to the media and about another country. Yeah, so,
2: and, and so if you're, the, if you're the North Koreans and you take this seriously, you believe the United States is looking to uh, invade at any moment, and he says fire and fury to a scale that has never been seen before on this planet, how can you not take that as a nuclear threat? Yeah. Um, And and even if it's not, it's an incredibly destructive conventional threat, right? Um, It does not at all seem like Hey, you know, the the way we normally handle this is, you know, look, all options are on the table, but, you know, we want to... And I can understand, like, that's also not working. So the the people who, you know, kind of back Trump on this are saying, like, look, we've tried all this stuff. We've done it all. And, like, they just keep getting more and more powerful. And it's true. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, when you look at the real ramifications of what happens if we do go to war with these guys, in every circumstance, it, it is one of the worst tragedies in human history. So... The idea is, well, they may eventually even get worse than that. And you just kind of hope, you just hope and push and hope that doesn't get to that level. It hasn't yet. That's one thing you can point to. I mean, they have had nuclear weapons since, what, 2006? Um, uh, or 2003, I can't remember. 2000, uh, I remember seeing, uh, I've gone, looked through a lot of nuclear test information <laughs> recently. But it's, you know, mid-2000s, they got nuclear weapons. They've increased, and, it's, and you're right, The the, the tragedy can be worse in the future, but that's sort of like what you risk here because it's not like it's, you know, 12 people will die or 100 million in the future. It's like millions will die or millions will die. So mm. why not take the outside shot that zero will die? You know, you kind of hope that maybe, who knows, this guy, is, he's, a, he's obviously a fat slob. Maybe he drops dead of a heart attack tomorrow, um, and who knows,
1: maybe the next person's 20% better. Maybe i help him drop dead of a heart attack uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I, I don't That's know. I mean, do you, do you assassinate the guy? Because he, he will not stop with the rhetoric. And eventually you, want, I, and you just don't know if he's going to try to deliver on it. You, you just don't know. Yeah. Now there's an executive and, order. And you don't want to wait to find out either right. if he eventually sends a nuke. Uh, to Los Angeles, that then you're kind of late into the game, right? And the, you know, the, the, you know, the way they talk about it is it's not mutually assured distru-
2: destruction as it was with the Soviet Union. It's just assured destruction. If they fire one, we will absolutely level that that country. But that's not a good outcome, right? That means mm-hmm. that one of our con- cities has been hit. It means uh, likely uh, 10 million people die in North Korea. It also means 10 million people probably die in South Korea. It also means. 10 million people probably die in Japan. And God only knows what else. Uh, the entire economy is destroyed. Uh, you know, there's, there's no... Th- these outcomes are not good. The assassination one is the only possibility outside of just kind of like doing what we're doing, which is sanctions and pressure, but no actual attack. The assassination thing has a couple hurdles in it. Uh, obviously, we have, we have an executive order that says you can't do it, but that could be lifted by any president. Um, and also... Trump might just do it anyway, <laughs> whether he mm-hmm. listed or not. Um, we could also do it through China um, if they got on board. If, I think if China took it seriously enough that they were going to actually start leveling cities, they would <clears throat> be interested in helping <clears throat> out on something like that. And they can also get a lot closer to him.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean that, that's our best option right now is going through the Chinese. I think because they've got the pressure, or you
2: think actual like because assassination. There's a couple of no, the pressure. Right? You, yeah, you, you know, you try to g- ext-
1: negotiate with them, you try to reason with them, yeah. and and you have their, their closest ally, uh, China, do that for you.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's all you can and do since I mean.
1: they're the only ones who trade with North Korea. They, they could threaten them within an inch of their of their existence if they stop trading with China. Uh, I mean, it's kind of over for them, I would think, because that's the only place that they're getting uh, their supplies. And and if you don't have that, if you got that cut off, uh, they're going to be in a world of hurt as if they weren't already. So, but there is no good outcome, as as we've said. Uh, with a military strike. I just don't think that's the way yeah. to go.
2: I mean, uh, th- they did. there's an article I posted on my Facebook page. You can go there and, and check it out. Uh, it's from the Atlantic, mm-hmm. which talks about all the different, uh, the different uh, things that could happen, the scenarios, how they could play out uh, from experts. And, and, and the assassination one, I think there is upside there. Like, you know, y- y- mm-hmm. Valkyrie with Hitler. Like, if they had killed Hitler uh, in that uh, um, attack or any of the other assassination attempts, it's possible the whole thing falls apart. That other people step up and go, look, this was we we were scared for our lives. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a good side of that movement that could step up, um, not the good side of the Nazi movement, but good Germans who could step up and take over for the You know, and instead of, you know, Goebbels getting the uh, control of the country or Goering, I mean, maybe someone else steps up. Uh, Maybe Tom Cruise runs Nazi Germany. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know about my history. Mm -hmm. He was good in the movie. He was really good. So, (laughs) So, but so maybe in North Korea, it's weird because it's more dynasty based, right? It's not, it's not movement based. It's dynasty based. Mm -hmm. So who would step up in that situation? You know, who knows? I mean, it could go a million different directions. So that's, it could be somebody worse, theoretically. Um, And the other part is there's belief that if, um, you know, like Hitler did this when he retreated. When he was retreating, he was like, light everything on fire. Uh, don't let the enemy use Germany for their purposes. Kill every bridge. Knock down all the infrastructure. Make it a complete disaster in this country. People uh, like uh, Albert Speer said no. They, they didn't implement the order. Um, and that was part of, partially what saved some of the infrastructure in Germany after that time. Um, you, you know, Who knows what happens in, in North Korea. There are rumors that You launch the entire nuclear arsenal at Seoul and Tokyo if they kill uh, the dear leader. And, you know, does that happen? I think it's probably unlikely. I mean, if the guy drops dead of a heart attack and, you know, they're going to blame the U.S. anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. whether it's China or whether it's a real heart attack, they're going to blame the U.S. Uh, You know, do they actually launch all the nukes? I don't know. I mean, they might. And if they do, we are at, uh, you know, civilizations is is teetering on the balance of whether it exists anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that's why this stuff is so risky. Um, hopefully, there's enough self-interest. You know, because there's, a, again, we have crazy people. Nazi Germany was a very specific type of regime. Different than Mussolini, right? Different than Japan. The same thing now. Like, Iran is a, a much different mindset than North Korea is. And... It's potentially possible that a North Korea could be more concerned with their self-interest and, and survival that he may not actually do these things. He may talk tough and not actually do
1: it. It's possible. Because he has to know somewhere intellectually uh, that... It's not advisable to get into a war with the United States, and especially mm-hmm. a nuclear one, because we win that of, every time. Of course, we win it. I mean, it, it, it could we could devastate their country. But like, and that's what I mean. The mindset is different than. And Iran. so, if he's into self-preservation, yeah,
2: if he is, maybe that's right? a deterrent. I think he is. But like, look at like Iran for example. If Iran knew right now it could wipe out Israel, just nuke it off the planet, and the, it, the price to pay for that was their country going away, I think they signed on to that deal. Right. They if mm-hmm. all of their people die and all the Jews die in Israel, they're probably in for that. I don't know that North Korea has that same mindset. I think they, if they could destroy all of America, they probably would do this, maybe. Um, but I think they see themselves as the ultimate guardian for the future. And so killing a bunch of people in Seoul, people who are potential family members um, of people in their own country M- might not be to the level. You know, they think that eventually they're going to outlast the rest of the world and eventually take it over. It's not movement-based as much as it's dynasty-based. And that is, I think, a big difference. There's not a religious fervor there uh, uh, to wipe out the Jews like there is in Iran. It's a different mindset. And maybe mm-hmm. that works to our advantage, but it's dangerous. I and mean, this is a new... Nu- I mean, imagine if Hitler had nukes. You know, imagine if a, a, a society like this and again, like Garmin was saying, it's, it, they're not crazy. I think that's true in a way. But it's also, it's the craziest people we've ever seen with nukes like this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, India and Pakistan are not, uh, they're, they're self-interested people that might not have the best civilization, and might have, you know, customs we're not used to, um, but they're a normal country, quote unquote, right? Like they do things in their own self-interest to try to better their society. Really, every society... And you could certainly argue the Soviet Union was not like this for a while, but that's what made them so dangerous. This guy is, cra- he's much crazier than the Soviet leadership was. Soviet leadership mm-hmm. was, was certainly self-interested. I don't know, is this guy, I don't know. I mean, preservation's a strong motivator, but it's risky here.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why I think our best bet is, is to go the route of, you know, how often does the UN, the five permanent members of the UN Security Council, how often do they agree on anything? And they're unanimous in this, on the sanctions uh, getting much tougher on North Korea. So once we have that going for us, while we have that going for us, we should utilize that and, and go the diplomatic route. And just try to avoid millions of people dying. That might be a, you know, a good safety tip. Maybe uh, just something to think about. Uh, it's an interesting perspective. Have you, yeah. have you shared yeah. that with anyone else? Cause, uh, I no, mean, it's an I interesting. because no, I wasn't sure if it's on solid ground or not. Now but that, now that I'm saying it out loud, saving the lives of millions of people, yeah, sounds good. it kind of
0: sounds okay, right? And you just came up with this? <laughs> just you right see off the top it? of Where'd my head.
1: Where'd you see it? I, honestly, it just hit me. I, you know, could I have subconsciously seen it somewhere? Right. Yeah, you I know. suppose that's possible. That's like when you, ha- when you write a new song. like a, Right. And like, what was it? Um... It's uh, Scrambled Eggs. Uh, Paul McCartney was playing the th- tune he had going through his head mm-hmm. for everybody. Scrambled Eggs. Who did this? Nobody. That's yours. That's yours, Paul. And then he finally changed it to yesterday,
2: which I think was a bad choice. By the way, I think we can yeah, all agree. Yes, scrambled it, right? eggs. I would have much uh, rather heard a song about scrambled eggs than yesterday. And I
1: believe the next line was something like scrambled eggs. Oh, you have such lovely legs, which would have been brilliant. God, I mean, why? That's really brilliant. We need that song. Yes, I, he must have performed that at some <laughs> point, right? <laughs> He's, uh, probably. Yeah, I was the yeah, same probably. thing
2: with uh, what's his face too, um, uh, Keith Richards, right? He uh, was it satisfaction. Yeah, um, was the same thing. Woke up in the middle of morning, like the thought, like this is too good to be. Mm-hmm. It's too good to be my own song. Yeah, and that's kind of like your idea, like saving millions right. of people. It feels too good to be your idea <laughs> off the top of your head. It, it
1: does, you know,
2: it does. But I mean, I gotta say, it sounds
1: awesome. <laughs> it kind of, I, I like it. It yeah, has a say, good, real ring to it. So you're saying these people would be alive, yeah, to yeah they'd live alive. their lives and rather make their own than incinerated. They'd be alive. I think of the downside of this right i mean those people well, could be enormous. warming
2: oh global warming that's global okay. warming yeah kill them all all right 888 727 back is the uh, phone number uh <laughs> you know we're talking about uh north korea this is a this is probably the most real threat to you know global stability oh going man. back probably to the soviet union I mean, and, and I know that we've had our wars. Mm-hmm. We've had serious, I mean, like, Islamic extremism serious. Obviously, uh, terrorism is serious. And that there are certainly moments of that battle in which um, uh, it felt maybe even more uh, uh, serious. Of course, that's still going on. I mean, there's still Islamic mm-hmm. extremism around, and it is. But when you talk about a country that's as crazy-ish as they are with nuclear weapons, I mean, this could go south in a hurry.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and if it does... You know, and it doesn't have to be this. It could be a weather-related event. It yep. could be a job loss, whatever. You just want to be prepared. You want to be self-reliant. And that's why Stu and I and Glenn uh, all depend on my Patriot supply for our emergency food. Jeffy, uh, of course, is more on, uh,
2: on, on the pizza buffet that's down the street. Yeah. C-C's, He's believe. hoping
1: that remains open.
2: I think. That pro- I mean, there's a good chance CeCe's remains open in the middle of I the nuclear so. Holocaust. But yeah, I, I think I- so. You know, There's I, good I tell I'm going to be inside that building no matter what. <laughs> You're going to be there whether it's open or not. That's true. Um, now, the other option is to get um, 102 servings of survival food supply for only $99, and that's shipped free. Now, you might say it uh, doesn't seem possible. Um, how can you get a you know it's less than a dollar per serving? Well, it's true. Breakfast, lunches, and dinners, including all of their delicious foods, including the Southwest Savory Rice, is last up to 25 years in storage,
1: and it's less than a buck per serving. It's such a great deal, and it's such great food. is the number to take advantage of this great deal. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com.
2: Okay, I was thinking about it in the break. I think I got it. It was from mm. a movie. The idea about not incinerating <laughs> millions of people. What? I What's think it was a movie. I think it was. I don't know what you movie know. it was, but I feel no. like I feel like maybe John Lithgow was in it or
1: something.
2: I, mm. you said millions of people not mm-hmm. incinerated.
1: Right. Right. You pretty, I know I've heard it was your idea.
4: It, was it a song? Um wait, uh, I don't know, Stu, but I can't believe it was just his
2: yeah, idea. No, it was. I, couldn't, I mean, look, uh, you're a smart guy, Pat. I just mm. don't think it's possible.
1: Well, you might be right. I mean, I, I grant you, it does. A commercial. There's a Folgers mm. Crystals commercial, and I think maybe it was mentioned in there.
2: That we should save millions of lives? Yeah, like not incinerate them.
1: Hmm.
2: All right. Maybe. What about, I, uh, what about that Heineken commercial? It could have been Heineken. It was like a 70s. I feel like it was all... We're going to figure this out, because you can't just come up with an idea that good off the top of your head like that. It just doesn't seem possible.
1: No, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And yet you (laughs) said you did. And yet, well, Well, I'm I'm offering the possibility that maybe I subconsciously heard it, and uh, and it didn't originate with me. I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I love this story about the uh, staffers feeding Donald Trump propaganda documents every day. Um... (laughs) Apparently, so bizarre.: Apparently, his minions have to gather together press clippings about him that are positive. Uh, they said they, it's true. They scan you oh, of course, this is true. They scan articles, they scan the Internet, they, on a slow day, they'll just find maybe a, a good picture of him looking powerful on a, <laughs> on a newscast. Uh, the good uh, news is he's not a politician, right? So and that is there, the good news. That, you get
4: that every day.
1: Otherwise, it's screenshots of positive cable new, cable news chirons, admiring tweets, transcripts of fawning TV interviews, praise filled news stories, and uh, again, sometimes just pictures of Trump on TV looking powerful. That's great. I mean, now this has been t- talked about for a long time. That it is his business, this they would do the same yeah. thing. They would yes. bring him
2: clippings of himself. That's looking how narcissistic
1: good. this guy is! Um,
2: and I, you know, I think. I think in one of the books about him, it's it's explained that yes, of course he is narcissistic. I think we all know that. But it was also explained in a way of like this is his protection mechanism um, a, against self-examination, and he's talked about this before. He doesn't like doing that it, it, and th- taking it in a, from a positive uh, Trump
4: sense because now I work for Trump as you as Jeffy pointed yeah, out okay. yesterday. It started yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you're not going to let us show the picture behind you on. On screen because oh, right, someone, that's a negative someone, drop picture.
2: Someone photoshopped him with larger hands than are normal. Yes, I got it. Uh, some, I mean, that's all funny and everything else. I mean, <laughs> yes, I know his hands are not that big. We got it. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it was his point that essentially he did this because he didn't want to be uh, infected with self doubt. The fact that he was always being praised in his own mind helped him always be confident. And I don't know. To me, it just seems narcissistic. But hey, the guy's you know, got a lot of money. He's freaking president of the United States, mm-hmm. and I guess whatever he's doing is working uh, uh, somehow.
1: One of his former staffers says maybe it's a, maybe it's good for the country that the president is in a good mood every morning. That's what this is apparently. The, the, that's the purpose of it. Ranks Prebus, though, they they asked him uh, since he's no longer there, and uh, press secretary Sean Spicer were asked neither would we divulge if it's true, but apparently Spicer told Vice. I won't comment on materials we share with the president, but this is not accurate on several levels. Yeah,
2: yeah. They, were, they were saying that it was more of just a reaction of how how it's looking in the media. Like yeah, they had sources that. that said basically, like, it's not all positive. You know, we just uh-huh. tell them what, what are people, how are people That's reacting below- Nobody has given this guy negative no. stuff. <laughs> <so> nobody. <laughs> it seems unlikely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, um, so let's talk about something actually important. Because a lot of times we get on these stories and, you know, is that important? You know, I mean, the Trump, we knew Trump was a narcissist. The fact that he's, it's confirmed in the White House is not exactly a huge story. To me, a much bigger story is, of course, the soda tax. Why? Because it's the, well, between the only thing more important than that right now is the Coke Zero thing. Um, which, by the way, uh, this you. weekend, I purchased 385 cans of Coke Zero.
1: Seriously? Mm-hmm. Did you really? 11.35 packs. Stash so you did house. pull the trigger on that.
4: I did. Well, that's, I mean, that's not that much, really. Is that, what,
1: two weeks' supply yeah, for you? Yeah, a week and a half. Because <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was thinking about that
4: when I, when I saw, you, when I saw yeah. you post that. And I thought, oh, heck, and I went. And I, I, I think in my house now I have like 120, 130, something like that. Because mm-hmm. I had purchased an extra couple thinking, you know, how to get ahead a little bit. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a little bit more.
2: Well, I mean, look, and everyone's like, oh, well, they're going to go, the expiration date, they're going to go bad. First of all, I mean, they're not going to go bad. They, you know, they don't taste right. quite as good after a while, but again. Drink it cold. Shut up. Exactly. Um, so the, I saw someone tweet something today of like, oh, you know what? Thank God, uh, you know, I tried um, Coke Zero Sugar and I like it better. That's not the issue. It could be the greatest thing <laughs> in the world. I, they can, whatever they're replacing Coke Zero with can be a, for, basically a massage of your mouth. The issue, though, is keep Coke Zero on the market as well. Right. I am a purchaser, and I do have some of this in my home as well, of Diet Coke with Splenda. Diet Coke with Splenda is a, you want to talk about a niche product, okay? Mm, no kidding. It's not Diet Coke. It's not caffeine-free Diet Coke. It's not Coke Zero. It's not caffeine-free Diet Coke Zero. It's like down the line, it's like 90th on their chart of sale. Still have it, sale. So. But they still have it. Why would you get rid of one of your best-selling items? To replace it with another one when you already have a zillion different kinds of soda. Just keep it on the market and keep both of them. Pepsi was the same. Diet Pepsi is the same thing. They changed the formula of Diet Pepsi. And what do they have to do? They had to bring back Diet Pepsi Classic Sweetener Blend. Which is the one I buy. Because I want the, give me more aspartame. Does that
1: t- fit on the can? <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> so many descriptions of what's in that thing. <laughs> it doesn't fit on sw- the can anymore. Ah, uh, classic sweetener blood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, I like, this is the only thing I really... Jeez. You know, North Korea can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Keep the Coke. Well, this affects your life. Thank this you. affects your life. I right will say, here.
4: though, I am now hoping that the new Coke... What is it? Zero sugar. Coke, zero sugar. Coke, zero sugar does massage my mouth, though. Yeah.
2: And I figured you'd like that aspect of it. But uh, I've heard good and bad things about it. Some people think it's better. Some people think, oh, God, it's watered down and it's they're trying too hard to be. It's too sweet. And just keep it. And, And I guess this is where this ends, right? In three months, they bring it back as yeah. a you know Coke Zero. I bet they do. I bet. I mean, they it's will. probably where it is. But you know what? It's not going to end that way unless we bitch about it constantly. Yeah. So that's the main thing we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks of this program. <laughs> okay. Even though Pat doesn't like it at all and uh, has no, no interest in
1: drinking it. Um. But I do <laughs> like the fact that the Philadelphia uh, soda tax is making it more expensive than beer. I think that's fun because Philadelphians eventually are going to rise up and revolt over this. There's not a lot of things they'd revolt over, mm-hmm. but. I think this is one that they will. I think they'll get pissed off, and they'll insist that this tax go away. Well,
2: and this is an interesting thing, because the stupid idea behind this is that, well, soda's unhealthy for you, so that's why we're going to tax it. In reality, of course, they just want your money, and this is a new way to get it. Mm-hmm. But what the negative to show you how, how true this is, the negative health effects are showing that people are actually drinking more beer. They're being pushed from soda to beer. Because it's like, less expensive. Because cheaper, so I might as well have the beer. Yeah. Now that is... Look, that's, A, not a good way to make decisions. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, it's not a good way to make decisions. But beyond that, these things never work out, do they? They never actually do what they're supposed to do. No. Um, and, and, you know, this one's particularly bad. At one and a half cents uh, per ounce, study finds that the tax is 24 times higher than the Pennsylvania tax rate on beer. Um, tax Foundation points out that, most, unlike most cities, Philadelphia passed the tax specifically to raise revenue, not to fight obesity, which is... Technically true. Um, they had to change their tactic to get it through. And they ca- the, what they said they did is what they always do, Pat, as you've pointed out many times,
0: it's for the children.
2: Yep. And then you'd say Shamon probably, uh, if you did a Michael Jackson there. That's yes. like the, it's uh, true. the, for the,
1: for the children. <laughs> for the children. For the, I love the children. Uh, oh! For the the children. 12-year-old boy children. <laughs> they like the coke and don't want to pay the tax. <laughs> Um, And this, I mean, if you think about this, a 12-ounce can, it's 18 more cents for one can. That's unbelievable. That's a lot. So if you buy a case, and probably a lot of people buy cases of... Of soda and bring them home. I mean, it, well, it almost gets well, to the I point mean, where you can't well, afford 30, it, but that's what they want. The thirty-five pack is
4: another three dollars and fifty cents, almost or more. No, that's, yeah, not I, you're, you're, you're noticing that.
1: I
2: will say this: I the um, the the soda that I, I bought three hundred eighty-five cans of Coke Zero, and each can was twenty-seven cents. So twenty-seven cents plus an eighteen-cent tax. You've almost doubled the price, yeah. right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, what's that? You're probably seventy percent oh. tax rate, and this is why this is insane. I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal when you're going to buy one soda. But when you're going to buy
1: 385 sodas, holy <laughs> crap! Good thing you're not in Philadelphia. Jeez, <laughs> oh, trying kidding. to buy those things. I know. Well, of course, what I would do uh, thank you.
2: is cross the border and buy it anyway. Yeah. And that's why these things are so ridiculous. I mean, you know. It, like it's typical of, of a place like Philadelphia, who you know has good food and a good football team. But outside of that, I mean, like, I mean, it's eh, maybe they have the Constitution Center, you know, a couple things in there. But the point mm-hmm. is, they do really dumb things like this all the time. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a liberal city. What are you going to do? Yeah. Plus, uh, Philadelphia, Green Bay play Thursday. You know that, right?
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, uh, first preseason game for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the Packers already played one, right? They been- no. They I haven't
2: they, played one yet. Okay. Who did, who did? Oh no, it was Arizona. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Arizona played the Cowboys, on, uh, uh but that's an interesting matchup. Should we put some ridiculously uh, high stakes on this game, or what? For a preseason game, uh, for a completely meaningless <laughs> preseason game that none of the starters will play. This will be a fun way of uh, torturing ourselves. Yeah. It's uh, t- that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow night. Holy crap, man! Yeah. Football's here.
1: I've got added interest in the Packers. Uh, three BYU alum uh, are. Vying for positions now, and since it's preseason, maybe they'll get some time. And they will, yeah, they will. So by be, by mid-season,
4: you got to figure Dallas is going to have what three, four players suspended?
1: So. Oh,
2: I thought you were
4: going to say three, four, four players left. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's>, uh, <laughs> uh, but but uh, put the guy right in the Hall of Fame. That's uh, okay. So uh, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back is the phone number. We're going to take a uh, quick break and uh, and tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. Uh, Dawn to Dusk. Now I, uh, you know, I'm a, as you know, we do, uh, 25 shows a day, approximately. Um, some of them might be shrinking a little bit in size, but that has, you know, it's, it's, it's a you know, our lives, uh, can be a little intense, even though these jobs aren't actually real. Um, but I have kids. And I have a wife, and I have a house, and I have things that I have to do. And you, I get tired, I'll be honest about it. Um, a lot of times the energy of the show kind of push you through until the end of, of this. But after this, I can crash very easily. And you know what happens after this? i got to go into like meetings with Glenn where he says, blah, 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 read this new book. You know how it is. Um, so Dawn to Dusk helps me get through them to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's a physician-formulated extended-release, and that's the important part, extended-release energy supplement, which lasts up to 10 hours. It gets you through the whole rest of the day. Increases energy, improves mood, and stimulates your brain. And i got to say, after these long days, you get home, I've got the kids at home, I don't w- I want to be kind of on. I don't want to be uh, half-falling asleep with them. Uh, you know, you get to some time to actually, like, play and, and do all the fun things and be the, you know, be present in those moments. It actually really helps with that. And no jitters because that's a, that's a deal breaker. If you're tired of wasting money on all the coffee and everything else only to crash, you're going to want something that's going to give you a boost and increase your focus. This is for you. Get 15% off one month supply with the offer code Stew at checkout. Stew is the offer code at checkout when you go to BrickHouseStew.com. BrickHouseStew.com. It's brickhouse BrickHouseStew.com. <laughs>
1: Hi, it's Pat and Stu, Stewart, back. Beck. We've had this bathroom story in the in the in the prep for about eight years or yeah, so, and we should totally get to it coming up uh, right after our guest uh, John Lott. And was, we're going to do that. Yeah, so don't I mean, forget. We,
2: we don't. I don't want to forget that. Okay. Because that was I know we, we had it on the prep forever. Mm-hmm. If we don't get it to it here, we got to put it in the Jeffy segment today because Jeffy and bathrooms kind of go together. Oh, at least yeah. as, as we've seen, the most viewed yeah. YouTube uh, clip in history was. Jeffy leaving his mic on and going to the bathroom. Oh, it was at one time. <laughs> it just happened once. That's true. Um, John Lott is with us. Uh, J- John is, uh, he, uh, I don't know, the biggest gun expert uh, that you can pretty much come up with when it comes to figuring out the truth about guns and the statistics behind mm-hmm. them. Um, how do people use them? Uh, Do they cause more crime? Uh, Are people now running away from guns and they don't care anymore because Donald Trump is president? All uh, questions that John's actually been able to answer. And he joins us now. John, thanks for coming on the program.
0: Oh, great to talk to you.
2: So uh, one of the really interesting things you've discovered, and I got to say, I would not have predicted it, is uh, since Donald Trump was elected and we didn't have Hillary Clinton coming in, a lot of people were very fearful, obviously, for their Second Amendment rights, if that were to have happened there has not been a decrease in the amount of people who are trying to get guns. Can you go through those numbers?
0: Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess there are two different types of numbers. One are background checks on uh, on the sale of guns. The other one are concealed carry permits. And uh, the harder numbers that we have are concealed carry permits. And it's, it's continued to grow. We've had uh, permits growing at virtually the same rate since the November election as we had beforehand. And Over the last year, we've had 1.8 million new people with concealed carry permits. That's another record increase. There's now over 16.3 million Americans that have permits. And in addition, uh, over the last two years, we've had eight more states adopt so-called constitutional carry. So those are people able to carry without a permit in those states. And so these numbers undoubtedly underestimate what the true increase has been.
2: It's interesting because I think over the, the large increases we saw during Barack Obama's uh, administration, um, certainly the way the media covered it was people who love their Second Amendment rights uh, fear that they could be taken away at any time. They wanted to make sure they got. I mean, I know Pat, you kind of bought uh, bought your AR uh, mm-hmm. under that premise, yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that was really what people talked about as the reason for the for the high purchase rates. Is it just that now we are? kind of understanding the Second Amendment better. People are looking to protect themselves, and it's really just becoming more of an ingrained part of our society. Why why no decrease with with Donald Trump?
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think the AR example is a good one to bring up because I think what's motivated people buying something like an AR-15 has been the concern that so-called assault weapons would be banned. I don't think there's the same type of forces at work in terms of explaining the increase in concealed carry permits over time. It's not like it was. they were talking about banning handguns uh, mm-hmm. during the Obama administration. But I think partly what's going on is we've seen a big demographic shift in terms of who's been getting permits over the last four or five years, at least. Uh, you look at the last four years, we've seen a 22 percent increase in permits for men but a 93% increase in permits for women over that same period of time. Wow, wow. Black, Blacks have seen their permit uh, permits increase 30% faster than for whites. And probably the, we don't have many states that have this data, but probably the biggest increases have actually been for Asians. Uh, so you've just seen an, a, a change in who's been getting permits. And I think part of that is just a recognition of who benefits the most from having guns. Uh, uh, My own research indicates it's basically two groups of people. People are relatively more likely to be victims of violent crime, and that overwhelmingly tends to be poor blacks who live in high-crime urban areas, and also people who are relatively weaker physically, women and the elderly. So I think, and if you look at surveys, I think they've begun to catch up with this. you See Recent Pew surveys indicate that the majority of women and the majority of blacks now believe that having a gun makes them safer as opposed to any types of problems that might arise from them owning guns.
1: And there's kind of an interesting statistic, too, about concealed handgun permit holders, that they're really law-abiding people. Um, the left tries to make it out like if you've got a gun, you're, you're likely to kill somebody or or hurt somebody with it. Um but in Florida and Texas what what are the what are the rates of concealed weapon holders uh, committing misdemeanors or felonies?
0: Well, it's about one-sixth the rate of police officers police officers are rarely wow uh, convicted of misdemeanors or felonies uh, very low rate compared to the general population but even compared to that, permit holders are very law-abiding or you look at Offenses committed with firearms. Permit holders commit those at about one-tenth the rate that police uh, commit those types of crimes, are are convicted (laughs) of those types of crimes. So, you know, I would argue it's pretty hard to find almost any other group in the population that's as law-abiding as permit holders are not that they never commit these crimes but mm-hmm. it's a very very small percentage of them you're talking are, about thousands or tens of thousands of one percentage point
1: are nuns more law-abiding than <laughs> concealed weapon permit holders do we the have those stats
0: we have we have data on it. <laughs> okay. We do not
2: have none data. It's not I broken down. I it was hard,
0: but I didn't say it was impossible. Okay.
2: All right. That is legitimately one of the most incredible sets I've ever heard. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, one concealed carry. And, and not just the general population, police officers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is absolutely incredible. And, I, and, you know, these are really, I mean, uh, what an encouraging statistic you, you bring with uh, African-Americans and uh, women being these large increases uh, of, uh, of firearm um, purchases, or I guess it's concealed carry permits. Um, you know, because that, that is a, if it becomes, if the Second Amendment becomes this thing where white hunter males uh, are in the middle of the country and they're the only ones protecting this right, It's never going to be what it was intended to be. Um, It is a constitutionally guaranteed right for a reason. It's for everybody. And in the left at times, I remember Sarah Silverman, the uh, ridiculous comedian, trying to make this really profound point, which was, hey, if you guys are so for the Second Amendment, why don't we get all black people guns? Thinking it would be this thing conservatives would be horrified by. That's something that's incredibly encouraging and would be a fantastic development. These are rights guaranteed to every single person. Um, is there a way to kind of communicate that to people? Is this, are these stats and, 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 and along with the crime stats, really a good way to do
1: that?
0: Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I'm on your show to try <laughs> to communicate uh, this to people. But I, I, do think it's a big benefit. I don't know if all blacks need to have uh, have concealed carry permits, but it's best if poor people, poor Blacks who live in high crime urban or areas, the people who are really most likely to be victims of violent crime, have a chance to go and defend themselves. Police are extremely important. My research indicates that the police are the single most important factor for reducing crime. But I think the police understand themselves that they virtually always arrive on the crime scene after the crime's occurred. And the question is what to do when somebody's having to confront a criminal by themselves. And Uh, Having a gun is by far the safest course of action. There's there's one point I wanted to bring up, though, and that is you don't see this move to having women and uh, minorities having permits across the whole country. There's basically two types of states. You have so-called right-to-carry states like Texas, where you guys are, and there are 42 states that are in that category. And then you have eight more restrictive states, so-called may-issue states like California and New York. And uh, there's a huge difference there. Uh, I was able to get data on, uh, on Los Angeles County, where I got the names of all the concealed carry permit holders. And while nationwide, 36% of permit holders are women, uh, in California, it's, uh, in Los Angeles, it's 7%. Hmm. Uh, Los Angeles County is 50%, almost 50% Hispanic, but only 6.5% of the permit holders are Hispanic and only uh, 6%, or 5% of the permit holders are black. And what the difference is, is that in places like Los Angeles County or New York City, you have to demonstrate a need to some local public official. You have to convince them that you have a good reason for having a permit. And simply saying that you live in a dangerous area, or many times even saying that you have death threats, isn't enough to convince these people. What they What you find is that in those areas, where the Democrats essentially have control over who's allowed to get a permit. They basically give it to wealthy, politically powerful white males. It's in places like Texas where people can decide for themselves once they've met certain objective criteria. They're a certain age. They pass a criminal background check. They have their training. They pay their fees. And then it's up to them whether or not to go and get their permit. There you have a much more diversified uh, population that's getting these permits.
2: Well, You certainly do not hear that from the media, uh, any of that in that entire segment. John Lott, uh, you have, uh, what's the most recent book, John, in the War on Guns? Correct. Okay, you got that, and of course I would also recommend uh, More Guns, Less Crime. Um, any John Lott book is going to be really good if you care about the Second Amendment. John, thanks so much for coming on the program.
0: Thanks. Well, people can find more at our website at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. All right,
2: crimeresearch.org. John, thanks so much for coming on. I mean, that's uh, some of those stats are absolutely yeah, incredible.
0: incredible.
1: Incredible. I, I mean, yeah. I, I love the stat that in Florida and Texas, permit holders are convicted of misdemeanors and felonies at one-sixth the rate. Of police officers. Of police officers! That's insane. That's insanity. All right, more patents too, coming up in a sec.
2: Oh, I know, but that part's the Jeffy segment. Oh we, to, oh! we don't want to promote
5: the Jeffy segment. No.
2: That's where he talks about his sex dolls and his oh, weird, no. I don't know, drug
0: issues. Oh, and. Man.
1: I don't know who the vocalist <laughs> was there, but wow. Wow. Incredible. What a job. Mm-hmm. What happens wow. to the Jeffy
2: segment once we uh, go to, t- go to, uh, shh, shh, shh. what? I mean, we'll figure out a place for it. Of course. Well, nice. here's the thing though, Jeffy, you know, how we keep saying the <laughs> second this is hour. hour one, right? Well, you know how we keep saying the second hour is going away. One of the hours is going away. Sadly, it's the first hour, but we're taking the second hour and putting it in place of the first hour.
4: <laughs> that's not the
2: way it was explained. No, I know. It's, it's a complicated oh, wow. process.
1: We wanted to keep it simple for don't, you. Don't try to think about it.
0: <laughs>
4: okay.
2: anyway. So
1: uh,
4: rest in peace to uh, Glenn Campbell, the oh, great that's Glenn right. Campbell. We 81, you that 81 uh, passed away. Really sad. He's been uh, pretty sick for a while. Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. And so, yeah, and I, the last interview I saw of him in 2014... He was still, you know, he was still a little bit there,
1: but not, uh, not the nicest. Uh, is there anything sourced. you fear more than Alzheimer's? No, it is not. That is, uh, I that's mean. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And, and, I mean, he had quite a career. I'm not a huge country fan. <laughs> I'm a country music no. fan. I, in mm, fact, I'm weird. not a country music fan at all. Mm-hmm. Not even a tiny one. Really? Uh, but he had some classic, I mean, some classic songs in the 70s. You know, Rhinestone Cowboys, Southern Knights, Galveston. I think, although that was '60s, I think, but yeah, Wichita still. Lyman, too. Wichita Lyman still on the line. Now that was yeah. a song about
2: what was it? Power line?
1: Yeah, the Wichita lineman. Wichita Lyman. Lyman, the guy who's uh, who fixes that, the phone lines, fixing them yeah. up, right? Yeah, fixing them up the yeah. power lines and the phone uh-huh. lines.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting topic for a song.
1: By the time I get to <laughs> Phoenix,
2: <laughs> you know, it's, an it's an interesting, topic for a song. I'll say that
1: Wichita lineman. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: Hey, you're uh, fixing those uh, <laughs> phone lines. <right?
1: laughs> so. Yeah, but he's he's thinking of he's thinking of the woman he loves or the guy.
4: Yeah, okay, we don't know,
1: right? We don't know for sure. No, because no, love is love. Am I right? Who's with me yeah, on that? Oh my gosh.
4: I'm and uh, very disappointing news. Uh, that's why I'm here today. Uh, there was no winner in the mega millions uh, jackpot last night. Oh, no. So it goes up to three hundred and eighty two million. Yeah, maybe I'll start playing now. Three eighty two is about
2: my uh, the Power Balls, money. The Powerball now Saturday is three oh
1: seven. When it was when it was Three hundred and twenty million—that wasn't real money. But now it's getting to the point where, okay, that's real money. Yeah, when
4: you just hit like
1: two ninety <laughs> or something, all that does is bump
4: you up into a different tax that,
1: Right? Exactly. And yeah, It's, not worth, it's it, not worth it. matter. It's not worth it. You know, doesn't it doesn't matter
2: because they—you know—it's it's mm-hmm. scaled up by, by the amount that you earn. So it doesn't—that doesn't affect it. It doesn't being sure bumped does. up into a higher tax bracket it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it takes more yeah, money. It takes more it. money out of, of you. Of the money you've exi- in that bracket. Yeah. Right. So, right. But it doesn't...
4: So, people Okay, like, mister, I'm working for Trump's IRS now. Okay. <laughs> Trump's IRS. <laughs> okay, fine. What else do you have, Jeffy? Uh, well, hey, how about that bathroom story?
1: Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah do it. Huh? Go ahead. How
4: about that bathroom story? New York, brand new bathroom, <laughs> just outside of Brooklyn, $2 million. Well,
1: what do they usually you cost? Four like bathrooms? One and a half million? I mean, what... <laughs> What would a bathroom cost? Well,
4: according to the John Sossel story, he said that they remodeled the one in Bryant Park Uh uh, for $271,000. Now, of course, they made the point well, that was a remodel. That was refurbished. This was ground, you know, from the ground up. (laughs) Like, that's a good
2: argument. Yeah. They used to just be holes in the ground.
4: Yeah. There are
1: many countries where. Technically, it still is just a hole in the ground. (laughs) That's all it is, really. We just put walls around that hole. That's (laughs) all we did. Yeah. Must be nice walls for two million bucks. That's great. And it uh, it just seems like yesterday that the second hour began. And uh, now here we are uh, today and tomorrow, last uh, end of the road for the second hour of this show. And, you know, we will have tomorrow an extensive
2: funeral for the second hour of this Mm -hmm. program. Um, A lot of people are very, I will say, people are not happy about it. (laughs) Um, Sorry, you don't have to do it every day. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is listen to it, which is probably harder. <laughs> to be honest about it, uh, but yeah, hey, look,
1: we we—it's just not enough hours. Be? There's not enough hours in the day. Are we expected to work an an entire hour? I mean, come on. A two-hour
2: show. When's the last time you worked two hours in a day? Huh? Answer that one. I got him on that one. And
1: that's a, That's after our three-hour tour. Yeah, that's right. Uh, right before that, a yeah. three-hour tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we do out. appreciate, though, uh,
2: everyone yeah, it's uh, nice. acting it is as nice. if they care. Um, <laughs> we do like that, and, and we thank you very much. We, I, and I, I will say um, there is definitely um, uh, mixed feelings uh, with mm-hmm. not doing anything. This definitely. is uh, 100% the most fun I have every day hundred percent. Yeah, like it is. I mean, oh, yeah. we're, whatever we're going to be doing and replacing this with is not going to be as fun.
1: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> a no, for a There is true.
2: no doubt about that. <laughs> and it's like I don't know. Maybe I mean, there's arguments. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff, and I, I, it may very well be better mm-hmm. for you. I mean, maybe the programming <laughs> that we come up with is going to be uh, better for the audience. It's not my top concern. I'm my top concern. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an evil, selfish conservative. I care about me. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot. I have fun doing this. So it's gonna. I'm a little disappointed from that front. But there are exciting things around the corner. And we've done so many great things in a second hour, Pat. Oh. So yeah. many amazing, memorable amazing. things. And yeah. just to make that point clear, here's one of them.
3: Great moments in second hour history.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a new business coming up. I've got my daughter actually designing some MooMoos, the designer editions. There's going to be the regular, just the boring, straight, floral MooMoos, and then she's going to have some designer editions. But, you know, when people wear MooMoos, I mean, they're comfortable, male or female, Mm -hmm. you wear them, you put them on at home, or, you know, when you're traveling, wherever you go, you want to go out, they're comfortable, they cover you up. You don't have to be embarrassed about going out and getting the mail, going out, doing anything like that. You can that. be oh, fat well, as you well, please well, that's correct. And still
2: fit. How could you possibly be embarrassed wearing a muumuu? You're right. That Thank would, you. Yeah. And you're
4: comfortable, especially at home. There's nothing like being able to just throw something on and have nothing else on underneath and just relax. So, so I mean, is it a- I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> Muumus by Jeffy. First of all, I love this idea, and I think you should really do it because
2: um, you would probably sell a decent amount of them. You probably would. Um, secondly, uh, is so is a muumu? And I, I don't really want to think about this too much, but is a moo something you wear nothing mm. under? I would say you're at least wearing underwear, aren't you? Are you wearing uh, a still, t-shirt?
4: Still, if you want to wear something underneath it, you can go right ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying what I mean. and what's most comfortable with my Moo wearing. Oh, I'm glad oh, we great moment. <laughs> I mean, how can it possibly I'm, go away? I have a tear. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you, tear. by the way, ever produce the Moomoo's? Yeah, right. they're,
4: they're, they're, uh, they're uh, available. We're working on that.
2: <laughs> You're working on we're, that? We're working on that. Is it coming a, right after? It's probably going to be the main sponsor after of Leakages. Leakages.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Leakages with Pat Gray. Brought to you by
1: Jeffy Moomoo. Moomoo's. Moomoo's.
2: I would say there. a lot of people were suggesting, um, by the way, that uh, Leakages uh, come up with a particular White House edition. Uh, because uh, oh, man. Uh, you'd be able to fill a lot of shows. Yeah. A lot of episodes. I
1: don't want to step in the way of your creativity. N- no, but it, the, there has been a lot of leakage there.
2: <laughs> There's been a lot leakages. of leakage,
1: and they can't seem to stop it. Um, they just can't stop it.
2: Can we also point out that tomorrow, uh, and, and this is the entire, by the way, I'm saying this even though I don't know if it's true or not, but the entire show tomorrow, not just the second hour, but the entire show, we are going to have a spoons. Um, I don't even call it, spoons buffet. A tribute to spoons, um, in spoons which we spoons of Palooza.
1: I think is what spoons of Palooza. Some people are calling it
2: every break tomorrow. Every every time we come on with you, we will mm-hmm. uh, we will have a spoons taste test throughout the entire show. Wow, um, that's what eight eight taste tests. I hope
4: we're able to do it. You don't. You don't, you're questioning your ability of
2: whether of to eat food. eight times in, a, no, in two a hours. I, I'm not that worried. <laughs> I'll be honest about it. And
1: look at today. We've got Reese's, Reese's stuffed with crunchy cookie oh. and honey roasted Reese's. Oh. Oh, yeah. Honey roasted? What? Oh, that's yes. honey roasted peanuts inside, right? Yeah. I don't know if pe- the peanuts are inside,
2: but it's peanut butter, honey roasted peanut butter. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean I don't know if there's pieces. Oh wow. As well, but I love honey roasted peanut butter. I'm a, I'm a wow. huge honey roasted peanuts guy. Um, have you yeah, ever I had like them? honey roasted cashews,
1: that's no, what I really go I, I don't this. dig nuts, so no.
2: That's uh, Fine. I mean you know that peanut butter is made out of them. Peanuts. You are aware you are aware peanuts. of this.
1: Yeah. Peanuts. Yeah. But t- to so me like peanuts, peanuts are different than actual nuts. Like, what's a the cashew second or syllable would you say of peanuts? Or is
2: there a particular Okay. Wow. I'm not very good at English, apparently. Uh, Serena That's strange. Uh, yeah, it is kind yeah. So it's peanut and... Wow. <laughs> oh, I did not know that at all. Uh, tennis icon Serena Williams is... You know what? I
1: love these stories because oh, it's getting so ridiculous. Yes. Nobody can say anything about anything anymore. Nope.
2: And you know what? We all deserve it. Let's be honest we do cuz we we know, put up with
1: it. We put up with this. And we let it well. happen.
2: A society
1: should just be a boring vanilla slog yeah. through paste it, and oatmeal. That's this, what it should be. This is a powerful, talented, excellent black woman who says something here that is not offensive in any way now, and she's well, getting pounded for it. Now, of course, Because she was such a
2: moron last time she was in one of these controversies and was criticizing John McEnroe for saying
1: she wouldn't be number one on the men's tour when she'd already admitted that multiple times. She had
2: admitted it and proven it. Yeah, she got destroyed by the 201st uh, player, 204th player in the world. Yep. um, Previously, Mm. so yes, like I, I, this is a ridiculous controversy. However. It's people like her that have created the environment in which these things actually have legs. But she said, I have so much respect for so many women giving birth. Um, She said, I'm about to be a real woman now, you know. It's something that's incredibly impressive to go through. Now, people are pissed off because she said only by giving birth she's going to become a real woman. Now she probably has she released her BS. uh, I I'm not
0: saying that you're not a real woman. What I was saying is me personally. I myself was not saying real. I wasn't a real. (laughs) Everyone has real woman tendency. In fact, women don't really exist. It's just a false structure of gender normative.
1: uh, I'm just gonna leave now. I mean, that's what I expect any moment. Listen to some of these dumbass tweets. What a ridiculous comment! <laughs> I am not less of a woman because I don't have children! Ugh, and then this. That's not what she So said. in your view, I'm not a real woman because I chose not to have children? No. Hashtag choose your words carefully. Hashtag <laughs> <F you. laughs> See, I don't have I to choose just- my words carefully. I don't have to do this and play your game. Just because she said that about herself, that doesn't mean it's directed at you, right? She thinks she'll be a real woman now because she's had a child, and it's just an expression anyway, for the love of heaven, get over yourself. Get over it. It's so So ridiculous. Ridiculous! Um, I I just, uh, by the way, given
2: her reaction, given the reaction to her real woman remark, it might be surprising Mm. to some that in the same place Williams said, I am definitely a feminist. I like to stick up for women and women's rights. So many things happen, and I just think, "Wow, why don't we have a chance?" If that makes me a feminist, I'm proud to be one. Well, first of all, you have a chance. Second of all, mm. uh, it's what's just great about this is You're liberals a who have crea- liberals who have created. Yeah, no, thank you. Liberals who have created this environment are now being. Bitten, it's, it's liberals eating their own. It's yeah, progressives eating right. their own. They've created this environment for themselves. That's right, and now they can't say anything, and they don't like it. It's really irritating. I will say it's freeing, though, to just say, I don't know, take uh, t- say what you need to say. You said uh, you don't choose your words carefully. I thought you
1: chose F you very carefully. and uh, thank you. I thought it was very thank beautiful. You. It was appropriate, I'll say wasn't it was it? beautiful. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, just so tired of it. I'm just so tired of it. I just can't take these people to choose can't either. your words carefully. It's America. We don't have to do that. No, that's the great part about it. We don't have to it. do that.
2: Um, do you think uh, Rush Limbaugh is going to face the same wrath of the same people? I mean, he has for many years. He's just started his 30th year of broadcasting. Um, he, uh, apparently had an issue here during his radio show. He noted that some of the women of Fox news distract viewers from the news. Um, he said, I'm going to have to turn off uh, these TVs in here. There's another woman up here. I can tell you she just had plastic surgery. It's depressing and distracting. The radio host didn't reveal who he was talking about. Um, he said uh, there was an excessive amount of makeup that rendered the woman's appearing distracting, It doesn't matter who it is. I'm I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with it. It just could be an excessive amount of makeup, and I just don't think so. It's a distraction. Going further, he said, on the Fox uh, Outnumbered show, it's nothing but eight pairs of legs that you see. Why tune into a program when all you see... (laughs) That's a fact. He seems to answer his own question here when he says, why tune into a program when all you see is eight pairs of legs with skirts halfway up the thigh? The Uh, Leg Show. um, Yeah, people have called that show The Leg
1: Show. Is that the real name of it, Outnumbered? it is outnumbered <laughs> uh, which is uh, we've always called it the leg the show cuz uh, that's uh, what i mean it's a perfect description of it it's just girls in miniskirts uh, sitting there I talking i mean
2: especially when you don't have the volume on it's just girls in yeah. skirts i mean they yeah. are actually talking stuff so how can it be distracting all right i mean look <laughs> I, I mean uh, it's such a bizarre thing you, you can't you certainly can't eliminate women for their looks right like, if you want to put right, right. attractive women on television, we all want attractive people to be on television. Mm-hmm. Look, we've tested the formula on this show. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. If you put ugly, uh, hideous people on TV, <laughs> no one wants that. We know now that that is a terrible experiment. Um, but it's, it's, yes, obviously people want it for the content preeminently. But if you can have people who are smart and can talk about these things and are attractive, uh, you do it. If not, you have that thing over there. And that's not what people want. You know, people don't want that. They don't, no. they, they've no, they told don't. us many times they do not want that. Uh, but to point <laughs> out, I guess, I guess you can't point that out either. You can't say you're a real woman for being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you can't say women are attractive and sometimes you get distracted as a male. Um, I don't know. Again, we're going to science world here. But, yes, men get distracted by attractive females. Yes, it's, of mm-hmm. course, 100% true. Every person who I don't know has lived knows this to be accurate. Now look, you put p- attracted people on the news, um, you know, is there a level of that? Yeah, you know, there, remember that show that was on for a while on the internet called Naked News? You'd remember this, Jeffy. I mean, it was people who uh, were do? naked on it. And they would tell the news and they would take their clothes off in the yeah. middle of telling the news. Did they actually get naked they get to like uh, bikinis? Do you remember this, well, Jeffy? Most of the time they got down to their
4: underwear. Disappointing. <laughs> do you remember any of the news stories from that broadcast? Sure, they talked about the th- Latest stories. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so.
2: It, it, that there's a reason why you don't tell the news that way because mm-hmm. it would be distracting. I don't think that Fox News. I mean, like you know, there are definitely attractive people on Fox News. They uh, they do, but it's television. There's attractive people on every television show. That's mm-hmm. what I mean, with the exception of this one. That's what we okay, do. That here. was a bad mm-hmm. example. It's not everyone. <laughs> Why do you think we added the eye candy of Jeffy to this thing? Thank you. You think I mean, it's because what, he blurts out... what TV's out, about. It's not because he blurts out the number 18 every once in a while. Right. It's because of his looks. I mean, clearly.
1: I mean... We, we, we just you know, love him for his body. It's hard to find an Alex Jones look-alike. Uh, but we did. And <laughs> he So did. <laughs> we put him on. Can he counted as a look when he was
2: born 100 years before him? I don't know.
1: We'll see.
2: Uh, do you know this Chinese restaurant story? Uh, yeah. S- strange. Um, Well, you know, uh, again, uh, apparently we've learned that uh, people like the men, in particular, like the female form. Though I would say women can also enjoy it, Uh as we've learned. (laughs) Um, uh, The uh, company's advertisements show a lineup of cartoon women in their underwear with the slogan, The whole city is looking for breasts. Now, is that true? Uh, probably, yes. uh, that's right. in some that way. Is um, it is listed for women are depending on their cup size,
1: so you get uh. cheaper prices if you have bigger boobs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Can you imagine the fallout if this, if this were done in the United States of America? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, well, Jeff, I mean, really, all it, hell it is would done, you lose. just don't advertise it, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. No, it is. Oh, my, oh my but, gosh. By, by, now, you know where it does happen? Covered charges at, uh, at uh, yeah. uh, bars. You know where it does happen? When you get pulled over by police officers. By police officers, maybe? I don't know if it's boob size, but it's a general no, attractiveness. Attractive. I
1: would say it, uh, there are some benefits to that. I think My wife might. has been pulled over 15 times here. Yes, you know how many tickets she has? <laughs> as many as you? Zero. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh,
1: Zero. <laughs> um, here is because uh, uh, here's my thing:
2: is do you agree with the pricing structure? Let's take uh, the morals out of this for a second. Is this the appropriate <laughs> pricing structure? Can we see the the uh, the, the poster one more time um, so we can look <laughs> at that? An A cup, you got it. You're paying. Let's say, let's call it dollars. Nine nine fifty. A uh, B cup, you're paying eight fifty. C cup, seven fifty. <laughs> D cup, six fifty. E cup 550, an F cup 450, and a G cup 350. Is that really a thing? A G cup? Is a G cup a thing? It's gotta be, right? I mean, because some of the. uh, uh, It's gotta be. Um, Because it wasn't like. Remember that woman who used to run on the the baseball field and kiss the baseball players? Uh, She had to be a G cup, right? Yeah. Um, Here's what I would say, though is, is you really need a bell curve in this situation. Like, I feel like the C cup is probably should be the lowest price. Like the C and the D is probably the lowest price, and mm-hmm. you get to like G cup. I think you're, you're 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 starting to yes to turn it back up. Am I wrong yes. on that? Do no, I have not, I not not out of line my preference is that a lie with America?
1: No, and maybe it's wrong of us both, but uh, I'm the same way. And you might say, hey, you guys are how dare you talk about that? you know what, don't <laughs>
2: criticize their sexual preference, okay? And that's why there's not going to be a second hour next week. Right, okay? because of this break. Because of this. <laughs> we knew in advance we were doing it, and we said, you know what, they're going to throw us off the air anyway. Let's cut the
4: show back. Ahead. Plus, it's, it's, it's just this guy's preference, though, right? I mean, this he likes it. The, How would you the price bigger this, the better Jeff for this
1: guy. How would you price this?
4: Because, well, in today's world, you got to go with his plan, right? Because the G-Cup means pretty much as you, if you look to see who's wearing the G-Cups, mm-hmm.
1: They are, you know, Jeffy-sized women. Not always, but that, I, see, I mean, most I I of the, the time. time. It's probably <laughs> some of the time, but yeah. Most of It doesn't of the time. have to be that way. I also like, by the way, be. I love the fact that they just let
2: the poor F-cup woman just doesn't have a top on. Everyone else at least got to wear a bra. The F-top woman, we had to blur the poor <laughs> F-top woman. Or the F-cup woman. I, that's a terrible tragedy for her. Yes, and, uh, yes it is.
4: It's a tragedy that have to be blurred.
2: All right, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Beck is the uh, phone number, and we apologize, by the way. And this is—I mean, look, this is the second. This is why you don't have a second hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, because the, the second hour comes, you get tired. Yeah. You know what? Let's look back at another great moment in second hour history.
1: All right, let's do. It.
3: Great moments in second
4: hour <laughs> <of> history. <laughs> I'm going to talk about
2: it now. Yeah, do it. I dare you. the Talk yeah. oh, Radio shot here too? Yeah, it was. Uh, Andrew Wilkows here, by the way, uh, with
1: us. Hi, Andrew. Oh, here uh, it is. Pat and Stu with the bathroom right <laughs> now. Did we just hear that Jeffy what... going to the bathroom? <laughs> I know. I know
3: my mic is on. Did you turn his off? Oh no! <laughs> this is like the naked gun in
2: real life. Did that happen? The naked gun in real life. <laughs> Remember the naked gun oh, at the end man. of one of those movies? <laughs> Where he's in there going, Oh, yeah,
3: (laughs) Jeff Fisher just tinkled live on the air. Great
4: moments (laughs) in second hour history. That's good broadcasting, right there.
2: That is incredible. Mm. And
4: you know what's amazing? Every time I watch that
2: back, I think to myself, so how did we realize so quickly what was happening? And it's because it's Jeffy. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it almost looked like, and I think Andrew had a moment there where he was like, are they, like, playing a flushing sound effect when I got in the air? Like, it was, like, some mm-hmm. insult?
1: Mm.
2: No. No. We just immediately realized Jeffy was going potty live on the air because that's Jeffy. And th- still one of the all-time most pop- I think the, like we have uh, one or two clips maybe have surpassed it by now. But one of the most popular <clears throat> clips in
1: Blaze history. Jeffy going pee-pee <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Moron. And it happened in the second hour. So. I know. Now. Another beautiful moment. Second hour. Yeah. yeah.
2: Dead. Gone. We should do a retrospective. Dead at the age. I love that. He was <laughs> overweight. The show <laughs> has been... Uh. Overweight, overweight. And that's why we're going to trim it down a little
1: bit. But you know what? Uh, more patents do coming up in a second. But we got to tell you about your current phone carrier who is uh, doing things I'm pretty sure you don't like. Uh, mm. If you have anybody but Patriot Mobile, what they're doing is taking the money that you pay them and giving a certain percentage of that to Planned Parenthood or Nancy Pelosi or some other hideous liberal progressive that you don't want to have your money. Yeah, you know you know who else gets
2: money uh, from these phone companies? Groups that are behind the fake efforts uh, to enforce political correctness. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this with Serena Williams. She said, oh, I'm going to become a real woman soon, and everyone's all mad oh, at her. Brother. There's organized efforts that go after Now, I, I doubt Serena's going to get too much flack, but John McEnroe got it uh, for his comments. Mm-hmm. When you have people who step out of line and they say something politically incorrect, there are giant groups that spend millions of dollars uh, trying to take out whoever said the quote-unquote offensive thing. And uh, phone companies... Uh, and one in particular has donated up to $80 million, probably more like 90 now, now, um, to, to do all sorts of liberal things. Luckily, Patriot Mobile is there for you.
1: Yeah, Patriot Mobile offers you all the stuff you want and need, like the nationwide talk and text, high-speed 4G LTE data, and really great prices. Plus, then they donate 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization that you pick. Yep, uh, you're going to buy out your current
2: contract as well. Credits up to 500 bucks per line and $1,500 per account. You know every phone company now says they're going to help buy out your, uh, your um, account from whoever else they're switching from. I've never seen an offer as good as $500 per line or $1,500 per yeah. account. They do a great job That's with awesome. this. You can keep your phone number and get the great service.
1: So call them now, and Patriot Mobile uh, will waive your $35 activation fee if you use the promo code pat and stew. So do that.
2: Promo patriot
1: code Pat Yep, patriotmobile.com slash pat and dot Patriotmobile.com
2: slash pat Or call 1 800 a patriot. It's 1 800 a patriot. I don't think I would look good in a romper.
1: <laughs> you know, we usually try to tell the truth, but that's, that one's obviously not true. Enough said, though. I mean, I pretty well summed it up, I thought.
2: <clears throat> really? Yeah. I think I'd look yeah. pretty,
1: pretty good. Uh, really? You've changed your mind on yeah, that? Yeah, I was only kidding. It oh, was okay. a joke. I see. I think I'd look great in a romper. We'll anyway, wear one tomorrow for, for the last day of the second hour. No. All right. <laughs> uh, Cheetos is opening a fine dining restaurant mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. But there's a catch. Uh, the Spotted Cheetah, the fine dining restaurant, the restaurant will be serving up Cheetos-inspired fare for a limited time only from sp- August 15th to 17th.
4: Spotted Cheetah? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Is that all what in. they're titling this place? Yeah. I would
1: absolutely go to this place. I've gone to a bunch uh, of places titled that. Celebrity Chef Anne Burrell. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Zoot's this is really or? good. She'll be making uh, culinary creations such as Cheetos Crusted Fried Pickles, Spicy Cheetos Nachos, and Cheetos Sweetos Crusted Cheesecake. Oh, my God. I I'd, love I'd be all over Cheetos this.
2: Cheetos Sweetos are one of the, my favorite things. Oh, they're so freaking good. Do we have, I see a. Uh, we have pictures of the menu. Do we have pictures of the menu items? Oh, show me the picture of the menu items. Oh, my god! Let's gosh. start with Cheetos, grilled cheese, and tomato soup. Look at that. Oh, my God. I want it so bad.
1: That looks delicious. Oh, my God. That looks good. I would. Yes. 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 Uh, next
2: up, a Flamin' Hot and White Cheddar Mac and Cheetos.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. I'm all over that. Look at that! Seriously, that's got to be delicious.
2: A spicy mac and cheese. Do you like the spicy mac and cheese, Pat? Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of the jalapeno mm-hmm. mac and cheese.
1: Yeah, it's good. Oh, so good. Place right across the street does. Not pretty good. Spotted, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: This is not the spotted cheeto I remember. No, Jeffy, it's not a strip club. <laughs>
1: this one's not a strip club. That's the difference.
2: Okay, it's a it's a promotional <laughs> item for a, for a snack. Huh.
1: All right. Also, uh, um, Cheetos meatballs. Cheetos meatballs. Hmm. Uh, you probably wouldn't want, want that, Stuart. No,
2: but like, I'm, um, I'm interested. I'm still interested. I'm a, you know, I'm still interested in the food developments of this world. How about white cheddar Cheetos and Cheetos Sweetos apple crepe? Ooh. Oh, a thousand percent. I'm in.
4: Oh my. Yes, that looks good.
2: Wow. That looks amazing. Uh, you know what we should do? Wow. Is uh, we should get uh, so I, we got to get someone in New York to do this for us. To go on this and report,
0: mm-hmm. right, or work cook on this.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, can do it. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's what uh, next week. Next week, Opelco can do that. Yeah, that'd be great.
2: he goes, he works, still goes into the city, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. He's in, lives in what Delaware or something. I don't care. He, can,
1: he lives close <laughs> enough to go.
2: Okay, there. just go. Um, all right. Uh, next up, actually, let's see. Next up is Cheetos Crusted
1: Fried Pickles and Creamy Ranch. Hmm. I don't really like pickles. Not my favorite thing. I will say fried
2: um, pickles are, are not bad. It's a, something they have down south. Uh, they didn't really ever have it up north. And I don't like pickles, but when you batter and fry
1: something, something magical happens, Pat. Really? And I can eat them. Okay. Um, Cheetos ahead. mix-ups, crusted chicken Milanese. Cheetos mix-ups. Right mm, I don't know if Cheetos mix-ups. Oh, ups, those are but the but
2: ones that have, like, delicious. the four different kinds of Cheetos in there. they got, like, the waffle fry-looking one. And uh, and it regular. was a mix-up? Yeah, they, they messed up at the factory? <laughs> I think
1: they just, just mixed
2: the bags. Oh, I don't think it's okay. so. um, yeah. Next up is Cheetos Sweetos, Sweet and Salty Cookies. Again, I cannot say enough about freaking Cheetos Sweetos. It's one of my favorite things we've ever taste-tested on the show. I love them. When I see them and I get going on a bag, that bag's... It, you want mm-hmm. to talk about
1: destruction. They were good. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, those were really that yeah. looks delicious, too. Jeez. This would be great. Mm-hmm.
2: Perfectly fried green tomatoes. Are you a fried green tomato guy, Pat? No. It doesn't seem like you, but I
1: mean... That I, is not me.
2: I love them. I, you know, I mean, do you? Pot- uh, you know, French fries are just fried potatoes, right? Like, I mean, when you mm-hmm. fry a vegetable, it comes out pretty good. Fri- fried green tomatoes are really good. I, I do like them quite a bit. Um, spicy Cheetos nachos. I don't even have to look at the picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes. But There's so. a lot
1: going on there. It's a little f-
2: too overloaded for me, but they uh, I, I look good.
1: Flamin' Hot Limon Chicken Tacos. Have you had the
2: limon uh, version?
1: Mm, no. Um,
2: they kind of have a little, I would say they have a little, like, lime taste, a little lemony, citrusy taste. Okay. Um, and Have we uh, tried them here? I don't know if we've had them before. We here may have, because that sounds I will familiar, I say, um, they uh, talk a little generally when it comes to um, culture. Mm-hmm. We uh, have a large Hispanic population in the area. In fact, we uh, currently broadcast from the most diverse city in America, Irving, Texas, Mm. uh, which is like 25% white, 25% black, 25% Asian, 25% Hispanic or something like that. I can't remember. I think those are the four groups. Um, It's right around 25% of all four groups. So I will say uh, there are things that are catered to that you might not have in your uh, local uh, town. There are a lot of uh, Hispanic uh, targeted snacks uh, Mm -hmm. in the convenience stores here, and many of them mm. are delicious. A lot of lime, a lot of spice, I will say. And so I'm not mm-hmm. always in the, in the mood for a spicy snack, but the limon lime, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Uh, uh, flame in hot, uh, we, did yeah, we did that uh, one. Cheetos, sweetos, crusted cheesecake, 1000%. Look oh, at yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. The Cheetos, oh. sweetos, and you see them kind of on the corner there. Now, I would assume that the uh, coating is made out of Cheetos, sweetos. You see them on the corner there? Oh, my God, they're so, they're, those things are delicious. Oh, my oh, man. So good. It's so good.
1: That would be, I, I really wish we were in New York next week. Because <laughs> I know. That, that would be tremendous.
4: Um, all right. Uh, let's go but to. Still, the, I got to tell you, it doesn't look like the spotted cheetah I remember.
1: No, we, we were, we're aware of that. Uh, uh, that cheetah uh, yeah. that you went to actually gave you spots, which is uh, kind of
4: a different dynamic. <laughs> They're gone now. It's a, it's a, I mean, they, it's a little went away.
2: Up. A little flare up. Um, the BBC, uh, they, they did a story. The BBC is supposed to be a serious news Channel, I guess. Even though it's you know, I don't know how you take anything seriously from a government-sponsored news channel, honestly. But uh, they have a you know, they're supposed they have a reputation to uphold. Apparently, one of the anchors did not uh, prefer this uh, story choice, and I don't know. I don't know why. It seems pretty interesting to me. Watch.
3: You're
5: watching BBC News. Just bear in mind, it is August. Uh, This does not look like a walk in the park. Dog owners and their pets in California have hit the waves. (laughs) in the second annual World Dog Surfing Championships. Here are the pictures.
1: <laughs> also, style, there's confidence, there's the size of the wave, because some events have really big waves, and very small waves. There's Keep in mind it's August. There's a lot of techniques. It's really interesting.
6: <laughs> the competitor's
5: main challenge big is sigh. to stay afloat on the board. This is in Pacifica near San Francisco, but there are also prizes for the best dressed and tandem surfing dogs. The winner, of course, being crowned top dog. That's a shame. We've run out of pictures. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you really did not want to do that.
4: That's a shame.
2: Yeah, that's
1: really pictures. funny. I uh, mean, that's a bit
2: bizarre. Keep in mind, it's August. Was there no <clears> news in August? What does that mean?
1: I, don't, I, I, I gathered that it meant there was a slow, it was a slow well, that's time how news. That, That's how I too. Everybody's on
4: vacation, right? Very yeah.
1: applicable to the world of sports. You hear that a lot from sports
2: uh, radio hosts that are saying, like, oh, hey, there's you know, all we got is baseball and our team's in last place and... Not a lot to talk about here because uh, you know football hasn't started yet, and there's basketball. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk maybe golf. I don't, you know, like you kind of get lost in that uh, summer sort of light period, particularly when there's not good pennant races in baseball. There's nothing to talk about, but is that the way in news? Like,
1: I, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in in uh, in the UK, it's possible. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back more Pat and Stu coming up. People take the summer off from doing crime. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. What does that I mean? Don't I don't know. think so. You
2: don't All right. know. Yeah, okay. Back on the other side with spoons.
5: We have Reese's. Yay. Reese's.
0: Joshua
1: I'm not bad. that. Oh, that is bad. You,
2: a, stop wussing out. I'm take not drinking drink. this. Why are I, no, you? No, because I
4: don't want to barf all over this floor. Well, I'm not don't barf. It. Just take a quick sip. You could lose your attitude. Did you oh, smell
1: man. it? Yes. <laughs> are you actually going to drink that? Yes. I, it's I'm not, it's I'm a, t- I'm a taste, not drinking taste test segment. I don't want to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. All right, here we go. Not, oh, my gosh. No. That's horrible. Horrible. It's horrifying. What kind of Why weren't you here to put the kibosh on this? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do know. Oh no. Sorry. That is not good. Oh.
5: it's
2: part but I'm not doing it. Oh. It's totally real
1: from Pat, too. hmm. None of that was that faked. 0 1 on a
0: 1 to 18 scale.
1: Was <laughs> so that our lowest one, or we had another one that oh, week? I no, think everybody got Yeah, we had a zero. No,
4: that, I think. that, uh, that meat thing oh. or whatever. Oh,
1: my gosh. Uh, the Vegemite, yeah, stuff Vegemite stuff Vegemite or whatever it oh was. Marmite. Marmite. That was terrible. Yeah. Okay, <laughs>
2: today is not going to be terrible. We've got, to We've got two things to taste test for you today on Spoons. We've got Reese's Crunchy Cookie uh, Peanut Butter Cups and Reese's Honey Roasted Peanut Butter See, Cups.
1: Let's try cr- Crunchy
2: Cookie real quick. Crunchy Cookie is, I mean, this is going to be amazing. We know it's going to be amazing, yeah. right? This is not, there's no mm. There's no questions here. You took a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, you stuffed some cookie pieces in it. This no. is going to be amazing. And it's crunchy. Let me give you the inside of that. Just give like the, it says. The, uh, the mix here. Mm. Yeah, this is important. Look at that. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of cookie pieces in there. That's mm-hmm. key. Let me
1: give it a whirl. Mm. It's good. Mm. I mean, it's a Reese's with cookie pieces in it. Right, like It's <laughs> a lot good. like you would expect. What I would that, say
2: I <laughs> about that is I like the crunchy texture difference. Uh-huh. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. But it tastes exactly like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah because it with is. With something
1: crunchy inside. It's
2: something crunchy. You don't get you don't get a burst of chocolate <laughs> flavor, no, you I don't. guess the point there. You
1: don't get a burst but of would, any flavor other than the Reese's. Yeah, it just tastes like a Reese's with crunch.
2: By the way, I would still say it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I would give it a 17 out of 18. Yeah, because oh. Reese's peanut butter cups are freaking awesome anyway. And these are actually really good. I mean, I might even give a little it a advantage. 16. Now, I would say, <clears throat> this one I'm a little bit more, um, Is a little, I think this could be unbelievable or maybe not that <clears throat> different. Roasted Roasted peanut? Honey roasted, honey roasted, uh, yeah. Peanut butter cup. Now the issue here is the chocolate flavor to me probably overwhelms the honey. I don't, I don't oh, know no. how those two are going to oh, live no. My together. Chocolate. What? You screwed oh, it up. No. You screwed up the eating. It, I know it's difficult for you, obviously. Oh no. Um, oh, no. Here's the, the same exact texture, same exact vibe as a regular regular uh, peanut butter cup. Have you we tried, tried it yet? Give that a whirl.
1: Here we go. Kind of different. It's. uh...
2: Oh yeah. Definitely a much stronger taste. I feel like M- saltier. Ooh, mm. at the end, <laughs> It's mm. real. There's like a little like Ooh. honey roasted peanut oh. aftertaste in that.
1: Oh my goodness! It's
2: right there. Did you get it? Oh, it's mm. like you know when you wait for. Oh um, my heck! <laughs> you know when you wait for um, the spice to kick in on, on like a jalapeno flavored product? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. About that time,
4: the you honey, get a honey get roasted in.
2: honey roasted peanut mm-hmm. taste.
4: I will say mm. those are quite good. I realize all. that the second hour is. Going away, uh huh. And you know this is the next to the last day of the <clears throat> second hour and,
2: right? yeah, we got and all that it.
4: kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I still don't get any milk with these. Why? Oh man.
2: We hate you. That's why. Mm-hmm. We think you want milk, so therefore we don't give it to you. Right. Okay. Does that spell it out for you? All right. Okay. I gotta say those are delicious. I'm gonna give that a 17. I'm gonna give that a 17 <laughs> as well. Those are mm-hmm. both home run products. Reese's okay. does it right. Jeffy, your your ratings on both products, please. Yeah, you guys were right.
4: All right. There we go. <laughs>
3: So
1: was it not a guy who won't use a glass cup because there may be water spots on it or whatever? It's acceptable in canned tomatoes to have an average of 10 or more fly eggs per 500 grams. But they're but the you eat them fly and they eggs. die. eggs.
2: They go in your body and your body
1: kills them. <laughs> no,
2: you're not eating them whole. They're gonna be all crushed yeah. up. Or five legs. or
1: more fly eggs and one or more maggots <laughs> per 500 grams, or two or more <laughs> maggots <laughs> per 500 grams. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah.
1: Wow, uh, that was a great moment. Admit it, you're gonna miss us. Um, Come on. on, second hour. Uh, you'll have us for the first, but you're gonna miss that second. Yep, yeah, the second hour, by the way, goes away on Monday. Tomorrow we
2: have a celebration of uh, well, a celebration of the life of the second hour. That's another mm-hmm. way of saying funeral. It's what you say at a funeral when you don't want to act like you're really depressed. Right. To celebrate mm-hmm. the life uh, mm-hmm. because you are really depressed because uh, funerals suck. Um, so tomorrow's show will suck. Is
1: I guess basically what I'm saying. Oh no, oh, well, that's nice. But,
2: but, I, but, but if you think about it as a celebration of the second hour, you're going to think, oh, well, I have to go to that. You know, yeah, oh, I got to tune okay. into that one because who knows what could happen? Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I don't know. All right.
2: Maybe, for example, mm-hmm. we will not play a Glenn uh, clip in the segment tomorrow. Maybe we would take it all the way to the end of the show tomorrow. We just break new ground. Well, what all what the way to the be? end of the show, with Pat and Stu. What and rebels Jeff. we would be then. I know. Imagine right? doing the entire... Oh my gosh. Imagine if you worked for two <laughs> hours a day. I know that's crazy for you to think about. But if you work for two <laughs> hours a day, and then you worked the full two hours. What do you think Whoa. about that? They, these people can't relate. No, they can't no, relate. No, they don't, they don't no. work like we do. No Here's, way. Here's uh, Glenn talking uh, with his team yesterday about the latest developments with H.R. McMaster and the Trump administration.
1: Look, Watch. we're incredible humans. You okay. can't be... So
6: I, um, I sent Caleb... Um, because he is our, our resident, um, nerd, nerd when it comes to politics, <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes to politics, he is, uh, you know, the, the, most interested and like literally for fun is, you know, staying up at night in his jammies with his flashlight underneath his blanket reading Politico or whatever. Um, so I, uh. <laughs> uh, I sent you a story last night yes. about uh, the five things you need to know about our national security advisor, H.R. McMaster. And it looks like he is under attack. And this story in Politico is saying, uh, look, he, you know, he's, he's keeping all the Obama stuff going. Yeah. And, uh, and that's his real intent. And the sources, PJ Media, uh, Conservative Review a couple of other that are, you know, conservative websites. Yes. What did you find?
3: So, basically, all of this started after Reince Priebus was ousted and John Kelly was placed in as the new uh, chief of staff. Because for a while, McMaster had been looking to fire some holdovers from Mike Flynn's short tenure as national security advisor. But he had been blocked by Bannon and Jared Kushner. But the moment Kelly came in, he went back to Kelly and said, I want to fire these guys. And Kelly was like, you do what you need to do. And he fired Ezra Cohen-Watnick, Derek Harvey, and Rich Higgins. Tell me about them. So, and that's when all these stories started coming out that McMaster is undermining Trump's agenda. Um, and,
6: and, and holding up the Obama agenda, and, yes. which does not seem possible when it comes to national security. Yes. Look at the difference of our walk.
3: Yes. And he's against that? So H.R. McMaster is a fierce critic of some of Obama's mistakes over the years. But as Jason will tell you, H.R. McMaster is also very, like, live with the world, uh, work with the world you live in, not the world you wish you lived in. So he's...
6: That sounds like good advice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, can anybody make a case against that? I'm sincerely asking. Google
3: Um, probably can, but... Yeah, Google (laughs) (laughs) can. Yes. So... Uh, Ezra, Derek, and Rich. So if you read these articles, like from the Daily Wire, Conservative View, you'll see some of the positive things they've done. But what you won't see is why McMaster fired them. So let's start with uh, Rich Higgins. Rich Higgins uh, penned and circulated a memo within the, in our, the NSC, the National Security Council, where he accused globalists and the deep state of aligning with Islamists to destroy the Trump administration. So on that, yes. He actually sent
5: this out to officials outside the National Security yes. Council. So if, if you're in the National Security Council and you produce a working paper, that has to be approved by this National Security Advisor. Yeah. It has to be like, okay, once you, that goes out, that means this is NSC policy. This basically. Is, yeah. So that's the context in that. So yeah. he just let that go mm-hmm. without even consulting his boss. Yep. So Tell me if that's a fireable
3: offense. McMaster is not about, hey, you do not, you run through protocol. You disobey protocol, you're out. So that's why Higgins was out. Ezra. And Ko- that's
6: a pretty crazy thing to say. Yes.
3: It's also nothing that a professional national security person would ever write. They wouldn't yeah. write about the deep state. That's right. what the loonies talk about. Yeah.
6: I mean, uh, and loonies may at some point. I mean, remember that's what they said about Eisenhower. Yes. You know about his talk about the deep state that he was a lunatic. There is probably something to deep state. Yes. But the the it, coming together with, you know, uh, Muslim extremists, et cetera, et cetera, is a little uh, something you just don't want to drop from the national
3: with, security. Especially without running it past your boss. Yes. And this, this is a
5: good example of what he did. Like, So I remember, so he in one of these things, he talked about how um, he brought out the old President Obama's Presidential Directive 11, which yeah. was basically a, a study that said, this was before the Arab Spring, that said, hey... I see, we're seeing trends where something big might happen in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Something big, so let's get ready and start getting ready how to deal with it. Well, he, so we actually looked at that too, and it's, you know, it's it's interesting. And it definitely goes to show, like, what Obama was willing to, who, which side he was prepared to Mm -hmm. take. But this guy takes the leap and actually makes it, goes towards, oh, it must have been Muslim Brotherhood coercion. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's things that, like, there's wild conspiracy theories, and there's pointing out facts and this guy was pulling out conspiracy theories.
3: So he was going beyond the role of the NSC of, we are putting together the facts. Yes. As we know them, not the what we're not sure about yet. He was adding the what we're not sure about to the facts.
6: This becomes very dangerous in a paranoid White House. Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: So then let's move on to Ezra Cohen Cohen Watnick. He was the guy who leaked the unmasking thing to Devin Nunes and got that out there. So you can say, we learned something good from that, but McMaster is not a guy who likes leaks. Neither is Trump. Trump has said he's not a guy yeah. who likes leaks. Right. So McMaster fires Ezra Cohen and, and one leaks. more thing. And one
5: more thing to add into that. He also met with Steve Bannon, McMaster's mortal enemy. The man that I would, even, I would contend that this all started when McMaster became National Security Advisor and kicked Bannon's butt out of the room. I would say it started right there. Yes. So, um, but, so Ezra Cohen Watton, an employee of McMaster, went in private to speak on national security um, uh, uh, topics in private with Bannon. I would have fired his tail right there.
6: Yeah. yeah. That, that goes also to leak because, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You're either on the committee or you're not. Yeah. All right.
3: So, yeah, this first Derek claim Harvey. he's purging Trump allies. Well, now you see there's a little bit more to the story than what 's being reported now Derek harvey he 's a little bit more confusing. He was trying to put a full he was putting this full plan to get rid of the Iran deal and scrap it, but he was butting heads with Mattis because Mattis was like, "This is the deal, this is what we have to live with there 's a lot of unintended consequences if we just go in and scrap it, and apparently Harvey was with Mattis, and eventually got to a point where McMaster thought it was on, at an unprofessional level, and he canned him.
5: Okay. Now, the background on these people is important, because what everyone else is claiming, including a lot of these, I would say, lazy sites, is they're not actually looking at the real reason why they were fired. They're just linking to certain issues with these people, like, oh, this person said is radical Islamic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And so some of these the issues are important, mm-hmm. and we
3: should look at them, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the reason they got fired, because right. of that issue.
5: Got it. Okay, claim
6: number two, Susan yeah. Rice.
3: So... Uh, it comes out that McMaster sent a letter to Susan Rice uh, granting her continued um, uh, use of her, uh, what's it called? Security clearance. Security and so people are like, why would she do that? She did all the unmasking and stuff. Well, it turns out McMaster sent that letter to every living former national security advisor. And there's a reason for that. Because all national security advisors talk to their previous, uh, the People who held that office... How did you get,
5: handle this incident? Yeah, how did you they said this? this to
3: me, how did you respond? But if they, if they lose their security clearance, it becomes illegal to discuss that with them. So to be able to continue having those conversations with their priors, they keep up their security clearance. Now, it does not grant them the right to view new stuff... Unless the National Security Advisor grants them access to new intel, right.
6: that's totally reasonable and I normal. would give it to her. Yep.
3: Same thing. Secretary of State gives it to their former Secretary of State. Got it.
6: Yes.
5: And Every she can't, department she can't roll into a skiff somewhere yeah. and go, "Hey, I want to learn yeah. read about all this stuff." You don't and have the need to know.
3: And that's what was confusing read. about these sites. When I read them, it seemed like she could look at new intel. She cannot look at new intel. She's allowed to discuss what she knew with McMaster, and it makes sure that those conversations are still legal under the law. And also onto that, all the other people that he granted access to, none of those,
5: he wrote letters saying, hey, I'm re-upping your security clearance. None of those were leaked. The only one that was leaked was the Susan Rice. Rice.
3: Okay. Hmm. Claim number three. Claim number three from a lot of these sites is that McMaster is secretly anti-Israel. One of the things was because he advised Trump against appearing with Netanyahu at the Western Wall when he went to Israel. But there's a reason for that.
5: Realism. Re- realism. But basically, he's saying, look, this is going to cause a lot of problems. Probably best for you not to do it. It doesn't mean that he's against Israel. He's just saying, again, he's a realist. He's like, look, in my opinion, this is probably going to kick off a lot more problems that we need to deal with right now. Doesn't mean That's he's anti-Israel. totally reasonable. Yes. I mean, at my level,
6: I've been at Israel, and Israel has said... Would you not appear here? Would you not stand here? Et cetera, et cetera. Me, at my level, yes. I don't want to cause more trouble than it's worth. Number Uh, four.
3: Yeah, and number four uh, ties in with the the rhetoric part of claim number three, that he's anti-Israel because he was against using the phrase radical Islamic terrorism in Trump's address to a joint session of Congress Mm -hmm. back in uh, February. Um, But again, McMaster has one of his reasons for it. He thinks the term isn't helpful with our Arab allies in the Middle East, like Jordan, Saudi Arabia. He's he's against using it because he doesn't want to make that working relationship harder. It's not that he's, this is a guy who has numerous awards for outstanding valor, has fought Islamist in the Middle East for his entire career. I don't think, I think calling him soft on radical Islam is a cheap shot. I think if you want to talk about language, we can have a debate about that, but his argument I think is at least valid. I don't, you don't all have to agree with it, but he has a point. Yeah. So where's this coming from?
5: The Bannon wing? Bannon. That's exactly where this is coming from. This is a, this is a argument mostly between these guys, ideologues, who are telling Trump, look, say this, get support here, say this, this is what they want to hear, say this. But then you have these guys, the realists down here, which we actually have a master in a bowling bowling cauldron over there, so he would be (laughs) over here. But he is telling Trump, look, I know what they're saying, and I know what they're telling you to say, but we can't actually do that right now, because this is the way the world is.